Hello! Welcome to another episode of Comedy Club. We've done this, I, I haven't been keeping count of episodes, so, like, you can yell at me and tell me. We're on episode 11 Yeah, we're on episode 69. Uh, nice. As always, I'm Hunter Davenport, joined with Frank. Stetson. 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 Say, the, say I, the whole thing, say the whole thing. I forgot your last name. For wow. Anyway. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just okay. kidding, I know what your last name is. Rude, 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 rude. But you're here, we are happy to be back this week. Whole lot going on here in the gaming world. Yeah, whole lot. Whole lot of things. Mostly, just get right into a whole lot of things called Metroid. Metroid Dread is out, everyone. I don't know how much you've been looking forward to this, Hunter. I have been, but I, Guardians is coming out, and as a Marvel shill, I need to play that first. Right. I know, you said you're going to take a break and like make sure you give, give a good time. And yeah. Something, but well, you do have two weeks in between. I do. You did have two weeks. There's yes. an option there. Yes. And you know what I've been doing in that time? I've been emulating games, Frank. <laughs> don't don't let certain people hear about that. They might allegedly not like that. I've been doing that. Allegedly, though. you've been emulating games. Uh, I'm just joking. Wink, 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 <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink. I'm playing them extra legally. If anyone asks, I own every GameCube game. That's right. He uh, he owns a physical copy of the game, and that's why he's allowed yeah, to play it digitally. Yeah, I I dumped it onto my PC myself. Yeah. He ripped it to his PC without a disc reader. I did not download any games. I wouldn't download a car. Wait, I don't, I don't want to words. Um, but more importantly, let's just let's step take a step back here real quick. Um, Metro Dread seems to be getting it's getting uh, re, uh, positively reviewed all yeah. across the board here. People seem really excited about it. Yeah, they seem to be enjoying it for the most part. Yeah, uh, and people who are wrong, that's fine. It's fine for them, too. I've seen some... I've seen some bad takes, man. There's always bad takes when it comes to the internet. I've seen some cracks at the graphical quality, and it's like, it's Metroid. Yeah, I mean... It's a 2D, 2.5T side platformer. Were, like, well, you were, can't get God of War type What were you all effect. expecting, honestly? Like, it, the game does look gorgeous, though. It's not... Like, it, people are like, there's cracks, and it's like, yeah, but the game looks awesome. Like... This is this is my problem when people complain about graphics nowadays. Is like the idea that they every ga- like when a game looks bad. I don't know when a game looks bad anymore. <laughs> I, it's all about personal preference. Yeah. yeah, but it seems like people assume that the tiniest thing means that game looks like shit. <laughs> Remember when my fruit won't blow up in hollow, so it's not a good game. Yeah, that one that confused dumb. me a that lot. That was really dumb. <laughs> Are you are you shooting fruit a lot in Halo? Maybe that's why your team keeps losing. Yeah, worry about those fruit assets or the um, the manhole covers in Last of Us Two, or the fact that the grass wouldn't keep burning well, or something dumb. Why like don't that. you shoot at some grunts instead of watermelons? Right, right. Um, it, it's just like there's always bad taste when these games come out, and people especially want to you know shit on Nintendo a little bit extra just because they feel like they can. Because it's Nintendo, and they, for some reason people decided. Just because they don't make God of War, that means they're bad. Right. I don't understand it. People are dumb. People are very dumb. People, the tribalism and anything is stupid. Last decade. Deal with the people. They're over. They're done with. Nobody cares anymore. Everybody at the highest level of these companies are friends. Yeah. Like, there's no way these people don't get drinks together. They don't hang out. Like, Like, Sean Layden and Phil Spencer probably talk regularly. Yeah. Of course they do. And then Nintendo does their own thing. Yeah. And Jim Ryan, though, sits on a pile of skulls. Actually, I guarantee that Nintendo and Sony hang out in Japan all the time. 
Yeah, I bet. I bet uh, they're hanging out with um. What is his name? <laughs> I always forget his name. Which one? Yost P on Twitter. <laughs> Kaz Harai. That's his name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They hang out. Him and Shakira. Sh- what else? Okay, then. All right, All let's right. move on. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this show's already off the rails, and we're only four and a half minutes in. We're doing good, folks. We're doing good. <laughs> God. But, you know, uh, it was very surprising to me to see that Metroid Dread, for all its newness, could be emulated already. Yeah, I mean... That was shocking. shocking most, game, that. most games probably could be emulated right now. But I think it's usually with those gen games that they're not coming to PC if they're on their current console game. It takes a while to get that on PC. But the Switch apparently has been like hacked, decoded, and oh, yeah. cracked, and like they're just that stuff's just all over the net. Those people work fast. I believe that the news that someone first hacked the Switch was in 2018. I'm not surprised by that. Like it, it just it happens, man. People are going to break these things because right. mostly because it's fun. Like it's. It's a challenge I, I, for them. It, it's not... I doubt any of this comes from malicious place. I bet it's all just, like, dudes on computers who are like, I bet I can break this. And they do. And I want and to it, go... And, and it's cool, it. honestly. Yeah, I mean, the emanation scene is all, you know, about freedom and just trying new things and exploring yeah. games. And how can we get this to the masses? And not giving your money to dirty capitalists. Um, <laughs> but really, this is like the whole... This whole thing with Dread coming out and they'd be like, oh people think we should pirate it it's like people who are no, gonna pirate games they're gonna or, do it anyway or emulate games exactly they're gonna do it anyway because they want to however i will say two weeks after the game comes out and just posting an article being like Yo, look at this game like this game just come out you can pirate it right now kind of a stupid thing to do if you are a major publication that's just my opinion i don't feel like that's professional especially when you have to keep professional relationships in the industry but, like, I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I'm just saying, like, it, like, personally, that's not something I would do. Now, let me hit you at it with a, with a different angle on it. You've got this new AAA game from Nintendo that people have been waiting 14 years for, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. And Switch games, you know, they, they can be cracked online, sure. But a new game, a new game you don't usually see day one unless it's released on PC, right? Unless it's... Yeah. That's newsworthy. It's, oh, it's, 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 no, believe me, it's newsworthy. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is... In terms like professionalism, I would have waited a month or so <laughs> to post that article. Right, but then it's not day one news. Yeah, exactly. It's it, all about timing. It, it's it's the nature of the beast to constantly be posting he- articles like that. That's journalism. Yeah, that's gaming journalism. And a lot of people have been crying about, oh, th- we've been seeing more clickbaiting but, articles and all this nonsense. That's how the system works. I mean, it, you clicked on it, like yeah, it it, it works. I'm just personally. I, I look at it from, like, as a person who works in an industry where I see a lot of unprofessionalism, <laughs> uh, I I can spot it. And I, this feels like it is, but I, you know. I would just, obviously, I would disagree. I don't think it's unprofessional. I think it's just reporting on a news story. Well, I think part of why I see it like that is because they do have a working relationship with Nintendo. Well, they've got a working relationship with lots of outlets. They have, they have working relationship with everybody, essentially. We, Except for Bethesda. Well, that's a whole other stupid thing, though. <laughs> Bethesda, let it, let it go. That one, let it go. that one, I understand why they were mad because of lawyers. I don't even... This just happened long before I started reading this uh, blog, so I don't even know what happened. I just find it to be funny now. Well, so they broke the embargo 
for Fallout 4. Oh. Which is That's a no-no. technically That's illegal, a no-no. and that opens you up for being sued. Yeah. And I understand why you'd be why a lawyer or like a legal department would be like, hey, you should be upset about this. But at the same time, you know, it's it's Fallout 4. It's the biggest. It was the biggest release at the time. Right. Like. News it, is news, baby. News is news. News is news. And, you know. Yeah, but embargoes and NDAs are like, those are really, like, really big. Yeah, like those. <laughs> those are, those, those are kind can, of important. As, like, those can land you in hot water. And as we know, they got blacklisted by the company. They still have yet to be. Yeah. Even though the company has been switched over its editorial team at least two or three times over by now. Yep. Pretty funny. Um, Ship of Theseus whole thing, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, you know, emulations is this weird little gray area of the gaming world that not everyone can always agree on. And it's just, yeah. it's kind of funny to me to see that. I mean, it's just, I think, I think, uh, pir- like, the laws on piracy in games is stupid anyways. Because, like, the, the only, th- like, in terms of, like, retro games, I talked about this recently, it's like, the only thing that prevents ROMs from being uh, legal is the idea of perceived loss. It's all imaginary profit. Yeah. Like, it's not... Well, the, capitalism is just imaginary money at this point. It is. But, like, the reason why you cannot legally download Paper Mario A Thousand Year Door, as an example I always use, is because Nintendo's like, well, maybe one day I want to re-release it. They're never going to re-release it. No. They won't. It's just not going to happen. Well, we are getting Paper Mario re-released. We are. And I'm happy for it. only took, it. you know, 12 years or and whatever. I'm happy for it, and I'm going to play it. But I'm gonna play that on the N64 that I have in my apartment. Yeah, me too. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, the whole argument is stupid to me. I just I I have very strong beliefs that this should like all these retro games should be archived somewhere where you could easily access them. Well, they are, aren't they? And and you know what they are, but <laughs> a lot of them are. Some people aren't happy about it. They're only unhappy about it if you try to sell it as whatever that guy learned. In the past six months, or whatever that whole shebang. Fan games also, when they shut those down, it pisses me off too. Because like that's you, they're just they're protecting their pro- copyright, sure, but like they weren't going to make that game specifically. Why? Why care? That's just the nature of the beast. That is copyright and IP gl- global laws. L- lawyers are stupid, and I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you listen to Comedy Club, then I love you. You know the. Uh, there's plenty of foundations out there. You know, Video Game History Foundation is probably one of the bigger ones, and they're you know yeah. doing their best to preserve gaming history to the best of their ability. And it's hard. It's tough because coding is lost constantly. Oh yeah, there's a Sega. Like half of those Sega Genesis games have been, were thrown out. Right. So like like there's no. There's a reason why whenever they release those arcade packs, there's like the same twelve games on them all the time. Is because half the other games are gone now. You can no longer access them. And someone's got them in cartridge form somewhere. Yeah, but like, but the source code, forget about it. Source code is gone. Yep. I mean, this is we've we've said this plenty of times over the history of gaming. You it's know, what? the it, original Kingdom Hearts one that was actually lost there for a little bit. Oh no! When they remixed that it, one, so, makes me sad. That's why the PS3 version is so different, and why it's not a remastered PS2 version because the source code was, was a problem. Um, FF8. Yep. That remaster slash re- that one sucks too. That's that was a big one. You know that source code has lost the history there for a little while. Yeah. Which is why it took a while to you know <laughs> re-engineer it or reverse yep. engineer it. And it's just it's not an unknown thing because back in that day they're like you just gotta move on to the next thing. Well, 
on the second thing it was because of the Yakuza, but <laughs> well, that's that's it's what happens when the Yakuza run your company <laughs> is they tell you, hey, get rid of all this shit, and you have to say, okay. Is that are the games just a biopic then of the uh, Sega? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think it might be. I think the Yakuza series is going to end with Ichiban walking into an office and having to tell people to throw all their copies of English Ocean. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Now it's going to be going to all the Sega arcades and closing them. Yep. Ooh. Are you playing Resonance of Fate? I'm going to kick you in the mouth. <laughs> Uncalled for. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's just, it's a sad reality and I wish it didn't happen, but it keeps happening. Right, so that's why, you know, there's all these fans, there's all these people, there's all these groups of people online, these huge communities who are trying to preserve all these games via ROMs, via emulation. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the big companies don't like it, but they're sure as hell not doing it. Yeah. So it comes down to the fans, because if the big companies aren't going to do it, the fans are going to do it, because they want to make sure these games are preserved and they can be accessed moving forward. Emulations exist, one, because piracy was a thing for a very long time and very prevalent, I mean, it still is, but yeah. it feels like less so than from like the early 2000s almost. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's because of the way gaming is now sold, mostly via digital storefronts. And yeah. that has helped it along big time. I, if, and it's, they think they can engineer profit off it, honestly. Like, right. It, it's, and I'm looking at this Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis thing, and they're trying to get you to sign up for it as like an add-on to your membership. I'm like... I don't think this is going to go very well. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Because, like, the people who want to play those games, they're not going to want to spend an extra 10 bucks or so to play Glover or some shit. Like, well, some people will. Some people will. But people who want to play those games, one, have already played them a ton. Yeah, they have a hard drive somewhere with them all the month. <laughs> There's that. They might already own the cartridges on, you know, SC4 hardware. Yeah. For sure. Or, you know, they might be emulating them, like you said. And that's because, you know, you haven't seen these games for maybe 10, 12, 15 years in any form whatsoever. No. And, I mean, the last time you saw N64 games released outside the N64 was the limited selection they had on the Wii storefront. Yeah, and the, la the last time Banjo-Kazooie was released was for Rare Replay. On the Xbox, right? On Xbox. Yeah. So, a lot of this emulation is being done online. People are preserving these games to be played because the big companies aren't releasing yeah. them and fans want to play these games so what are you going to do if you can't get your hand on a physical copy because the you know physical copy uh market has gone up significantly yep. in the past year and a half which is a whole thing within itself yeah yay scandals yay capitalism the free market Woo! it's like why are all these people piracy all these games because you they don't have access to them otherwise and just be happy they're enjoying the games. Developers are happy they're playing them. They don't give a shit. Well, I mean, some of them do. You know how much money they can make if they just had, like, a chart somewhere of the most played ROMs? Like, yeah. And they were just like, oh, people really like this series. Let's make a new one. Let's re-release this. Let's yeah. remake this. They would make tons of money because it would be easily accessible and right. everyone could play it. And, I mean, of course, you're going to want to clean it up and remaster it, but that, you know, that comes with, okay, what's... What are we going to make on this versus how much work do we have to put in? Yeah. Like, why they didn't remake Kingdom Hearts for the Switch? Because Square bit out a bunch of stuff, and they probably got back. It's going to take a couple of years, and it's going to take X millions of dollars. Oh, what do you think your ROI is going to be? Yeah, it's like, well, we have the technology to just stream them to your, your device. Might as well do that. Exactly. So that's, you know, behind that. And 
honestly is now what emulation is. It's just streaming to your device. Yeah. Well, downloading to your device, which well, is... it's it's downloading a file and then right. Like it's it's virtual desktop essentially. <laughs> right. You're just kind of. I mean, you're just not paying for it at that point. And you know, like the thing with a lot of this emulation issues is that these are people who want to pay to play these games. Mm-hmm. They would if you present them in a way that they could easily access them and play them on a regular basis. They'd be like, yes, here's my money. Take it. Yeah. Sweep it in one. Sweep it in two. People love those games. Good luck finding them. The the fucking Windmaker remaster on Wii U, like, was such a huge hit. And like Nintendo has the numbers. They know that people buy this shit because they keep doing it. Like, it's not... They know. It's just they refuse to accept that, that this is the market, essentially. Like Nintendo's always really behind when it comes to these things, and it's like, you just... You could print money. Like, we understand you want to release, release your games at $6 a pop for whatever reason. Don't do that. Remaster the game, re-release them for like 20 or 30 bucks, bring and just back, bring in the money. Bring back the virtual console. Like, that's all you had to do. And you wouldn't have this huge <laughs> emulation issue. Bring back the virtual console, but in an Xbox Game Pass form. Yeah. They would make bank. They have this weird fucking Keep- Nintendo Entertainment System thing. It's like, why do you just bring, you have, you've done it before, and it worked. People loved it. Right. And everything's being cloud streamed now, so you could easily just set up a straight streaming service for all this stuff. I mean, obviously, you'd want to be able to be downloaded, because... I'm sure Xbox would give you the technology, Nintendo. They already have the technology, they're just not using it. Yeah. There's no way all three companies do not have the exact same technology when it comes to supplying these games via Game Pass format. It's out there. I'm sure it's at E3 every year, and they're like, look at this. Like, look what you can do. Right. Right. And that's why Xbox is doing so well. They're like, oh, Xbox doesn't have enough first-party games or don't have enough blockbusters. They don't need them. No. That's the important part. Like, Game Pass just gives them such an edge over... Sony and over Nintendo. You know, that's that's part of it. And I just don't understand why the other two have not caught up yet with this business model, which is clearly successful for Xbox. Yeah, it's just it it just asinine to me that they have not figured out like the path is right there and they're just like, hmm, I wonder how I could squeeze as much blood out of this stone as I can. Right. And it's like, okay, Frank and Hunter, why does this do with emulation? It has everything to do with emulation. It's why emulators are so popular. It's why ROM hacks are so popular. It's because you can't access them otherwise. Everybody who owns an emulator right now is only has one because they want to play these games, and they don't have the system that they have. Or they don't have it. the system, or if they do have the system, they don't have the means and the money to go and buy okay. all those old games, which are stupid. Too much money nowadays. And by the way, like professional Smash players, players like all those, they all use emulators. They all use Dolphin. They all they all use a modded version of Melee. Yeah, and plus. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's 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 stupid. What are, what are we doing when we could easily just make these games? Right, you can make these games easily accessible for everybody. They just choose not to. Right. It, it's I don't get it. Maybe it's a it's a money thing. Maybe it's a, how much work can we it's, put in this to port the games effectively? I mean, they're doing it. They just do it as a slow trickle. But it's obviously just not something they focus on because they think they can get more money out of their blockbuster sixty dollars titles and all yeah. that fun stuff. I'm we're just spousing off theories here. We obviously don't know the it's, real reason behind any of this. It's perceived loss. They think that they're going to make money off of this thing eventually, and they never do. Right. Um, it it's it's stupid. They're never gonna. Re-release Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects. They're never going to do that. 
They're never going to re-release Zoo Cubes or Chibi Robo. It's never happening. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Like, it just... I, it just... I, I, it baffles me. I don't understand it. But, like... I love retro games, though. <laughs> and I'm going to do whatever it takes to play them. Yeah. So, to bring this all back to Metroid Dread, like, does the Metroid Dread emulation... Even people knowing about it, which... People who are going to buy the game, they were going to buy the game anyway. Yep. People are pirating, who are pirating game either want to try it first and then buy it, which a lot of people do, or they just don't have the means to play it, play it or buy it right now, mm. which happens. Yeah. I mean, in college, guess what I was doing? Pirating games a lot. Now that I have real adult money, guess what I'm doing? I'm buying uh, all my yeah, fucking games. Exactly. I haven't pirated a game in probably 12, 15 years now easily. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay. Uh... uh but so, so, like, this whole uproar about emulation, about Dread, like, it's not taking away from the player base at all. It's not taking money out of the franchise at all. Like, Metroid is going to sell oodles. Yeah. I mean, it's already top ten most sold Metroid games, and that was, like, within the first two days. Yep. So, it's just it's just going to keep going and exploding. Like, it's Metroid. People have been waiting 14 years for a mainline entry. And so, obviously, it's just going to be huge. And it's being well-received, so kudos to Nintendo for that. Now, re-release fucking Prime. <laughs> yeah. Please, those games are still—they hold up so well. Like honestly, <laughs> just release it. That's um, all we want. But here, not only that, but we're here for a retro kame spective today. Retro kame spective. That's right, making that a thing—the retro kame spective segment. Yeah, brought to you by the free market. Um, <laughs> now you've been playing with some emulations, is that correct? Allegedly. <laughs> Why don't you tell the folks what you've been playing with, what games you've been trying, and seeing how they feel um, on a PC versus how you used to play Allegedly, them. in theory, I've been playing Metroid Prime. Allegedly on Dolphin. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> okay, and so how does Prime play via the Dolphin emulator on yeah, the PC? Yeah, it's great. This game, like, that game holds up really well as a first-person shooter. Like, in face like, modern-day first-person shooters, it holds up pretty well. I remember oh. the graphics being gorgeous on that, and I can it, only imagine... It's funny, because I look at it, and, like, the textures are so high quality, it looks like it came out in, like, 2010s. Right. Like, it's insane. Um, it looks great. It feels great. Um, I have very little graphical issues. Um, it's, it's just a good game. Everyone should play that game. And I can imagine that Metroid Prime feels really good to play with a keyboard and mouse. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been playing as a, with a um, Xbox controller to really? preserve the original experience. <laughs> That's we all play on our Xboxes, clearly. <laughs> right. Um, but I just you know Metroid Prime, a first-person shooter. When it comes to me, I, once first off, I am hot garbage with a controller when it comes to first-person shooters. First one to admit that any day of the week. Give me shotguns and rocket launchers in Halo, or just watch me die over and over again. It's funny because it doesn't really it doesn't really play like. Um, a regular first person shooter it like you lock on the enemies and you have a button thus you free aim like um like goldeneye essentially right so it like it works really well it feels good uh, the atmosphere is incredible the 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 main menus this is going to a weird this is like a weird compliment the main menus are the best main menus i've ever seen in a game ever interesting like the game over screen is so intense <laughs> It's awesome. Does it make you feel bad about yourself when you get a game over? No, it makes you feel scared. I <laughs> <laughs> was like the glowy red. Well, the, that's the main menu. The, the, the when you game over, your visor turns off, and then it like turns like it looks like a crash monitor's on the screen, like oh, you're no. dying. It's fucking great. Great that's, game. That is sounds slightly terrifying. I I played Prime 
but I definitely never beat it. I, I, I I've never beat it too. I was I, during that time. I never beat him either because I was very young. Um, you know when I would beat it though, if there's a trilogy remake on the Switch. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd do all right of them. It. Yeah, fucking marathon, baby. Let's Including go. Including three. Uh, it's three bad. I've always heard that's good. No. I, I, it's a Metroid Prime trilogy. Like people love those games. I can't imagine any of them are actually bad. Probably they're not bad. More or it's probably more like. Comparing, you know, Thor: The Dark World versus Thor: Ragnarok. Yeah, it's like the wor- the worst MCU movie is better than like right most DC movies. Exactly. <laughs> so like it. That's that's kind of the comparison here. Yeah. But, oh man, like, and you know, emulation for that reason alone is worth it because how many people are still holding onto a GameCube? No one. I mean, I sold mine last year because I never played it. I had maybe five games for it that I only played maybe two or three of them. Yeah. So. It's a natural thing. Like, I don't want to hold on to this hardware anymore, but I still want access to these games. How am I going to do that if Nintendo's not going to give me access via a medium that I own right now? Yeah. Emulation, baby. That's the way to go. Yeah, I have a PC, and I have free time. Um, so, you know, it, it, uh, playing GameCube games made me re- realize recently how different games are now. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because GameCube has a very specific feel. That you, it's not none of it. None of it. I would not call any of the games I've been playing uh, cinematic <laughs> at all. Fair, fair. Uh, that wasn't really a GameCube thing. It was. It, when you play a GameCube game now, you kind of understand that like it, games sync their movies now. Yes. Well, most a lot. Uh, some Sony Sony games sync their movies now. Yeah. 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 And They're high-profile blockbusters, yeah. You know what? I'm finding that I kind of like it when they aren't movies, for the most part. Uh, it's like, I don't know, folks, maybe embrace the indie gaming scene. Weird. Yeah, I, I kind of like it when it, things aren't so wordy, you know? <laughs> I I just want to smash things sometimes, you know what I'm I saying? I just want to hit shit. Yeah, I just want to hit something. Uh, and that was really a, uh, a good feature of that era. Yeah. You, I mean, you had cinematic games, but you did not have, you know, they weren't cinematic games. They weren't to the level of something like God of War. Current. 2018 current, God of War. Current God of War. Yeah. It was more like you got context for what you're doing, but, like, it wasn't... There wasn't a scene of you chopping a tree down that your long-dead wife had to put there. Unless you're a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. But, you know, those that's, are good. That's kind of the realm of the JRPG, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, your third-person open-world games weren't really covered in all this cinematics. I mean, sure, you had your moments, like, you know, the Jack and Daxter series, Ratchet and Clank yeah. series. Honestly, most of the PlayStation 2 mascot series had that kind of situation. Yeah, you but like, you weren't playing those for a story. You were playing that because you love Ratchet and Clank. Or you love Sly Cooper. You love yeah. Jack and Daxter. And I do love Sly Cooper. Fuck you. Oh, and I never Sly Cooper. And I never stopped. <laughs> really? Seriously? But then, you know, that kind of brings us into our next topic here as our retro comic perspective, and that's because, did you know, PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, and Nintendo Green, uh, Game Boy Advance all turned 20 this year? Not shocking. I'm an old fart. Yeah. I too. feel really old. Dude, I, me too, man. I'm getting up there. Oh, my God. Like, Weren't you seven when these games came out? I think so. <laughs> I remember getting my first Nintendo GameCube. Uh christmas morning Ooh, and it came with luigi's mansion heck yeah super mario sunshine oh man what a lineup already i want to say a wario game that i forget 
Oh, that's right. One of those Wario platformers. Yeah. That game's good. I, I actually downloaded the, the emulator for it. Those Wario like, platforming allegedly. games are always, like, well-received and like, very well-reviewed. It's funny, because, like, you play them now, and they hold up. Yeah. Like, they're... they're Every Nintendo platformer holds up. Like, it's not... It's just... It's... It's beautiful. It's, like... It's funny, because there's an era of Nintendo that, like, will never, ever get old. <laughs> like... Almost all of it is good and doesn't feel time like aged out except for the Nintendo sixty four sometimes, but even then it's like you're playing a Nintendo game. Right. I mean, that was back before Nintendo threw a whole lot of shovelware and a whole lot of their stuff. Well, that's because uh, people gotta make games because they want to make money. So we got Ninja Bread Man on Wii. Yeah, yeah. The Wii was a weird thing. <laughs> that, was, that was bizarre. But let's let's talk about that era of video games. The PlayStation I miss 2, it. The Nintendo I miss GameCube. it so much. It was a much slimmer time back then. Obviously, we didn't have adult responsibilities. If I had adult money during that time, I would have ruined myself. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of people would at you know at this age. A lot of people at that age. I'd be homeless. Who had to, <laughs> I don't know about that. You can't be homeless and play games. It doesn't work. I mean, you can. You just dragging the TV along with you. Yeah. Because back then they weren't flat screens. No, they weren't. You get, a, you get one of those AV carts. Yeah. With <laughs> a sweet CRT monitor yeah. on it. Wow. No, Hunter. That would have gone poorly. For you, maybe. Yeah. For me, exactly. But this was a big error for video games, right? PlayStation 2, and, I mean, PlayStation 2 is still the number one selling console of all time. Which is crazy to me. It, it, it deserves it, honestly. That's the console I look at and I go, yeah, I understand why you sold so crazy well. 155 million units. Yeah. It's crazy, and it makes sense when you play a PlayStation 2 game. It was just, that's just great. You know, it's it's insane how well-received that PlayStation console was, and and people just loved it, because it had such a great library, but you didn't really feel overwhelmed by it. No, and even, like, there's obscure games that you never heard of, and then you play them, and you're like, wow, this is actually really good. Right. I mean... I still remember the first game I ever got in PlayStation 2. My dad, bless his heart, like drove out in a New Hampshire winter storm. Oh, God. For us to go to GameStop in Guilford. Oh, no, it wasn't GameStop. Well, it was Guilford. Uh, no, stars. we went to the Belknap Mall because the GameStop in Guilford didn't exist then. <laughs> I am old. Belknap Mall had Blockbuster. <sighs> I forget where we went to buy this. It might have been, been the Walmart? Because I remember the Belmont Mall had Radio Shack. Um, it had Blockbuster. And one more store. I forget what it was. There was uh, a third store that, that sold, department like, store. Yes, that sold, like, games. I for, I'm going to have to ask my dad this is question. Peebles? People, no, Peebles is a clothing store. Oh, there was a toy store in there, too. Did yeah. they sell games? I don't remember. I don't remember. But regardless, whatever store it was, my dad, bless his heart... <laughs> For whatever reason, we made this happen like the middle of a winter storm. We went out, bought me a PlayStation 2, yep, yep. a memory card, and Shinobi. Ooh, okay. That All was, right. That All was right. my very first PlayStation 2 game Shinobi. was Shinobi. That shit kicked my ass. I never beat that game. It was so hard. Shinobi. I remember that game. But I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that it. That was the PS2's Ninja game. Yes. Yes, it was. I you could not tell you the studio, but I remember very, very I believe Shinobi's a Sega game, isn't it? It's gotta be. It's in that same vein. Pretty sure there was a Sega thing on it. But I think, like, my most... I mean, there's a lot of memorable PlayStation 2 experiences for me. But I think one of my most memorable ones... Because the PlayStation 2, like, not only was it so well-received, but it was a, there was a lot of experimentation on this system. 
a ton. There's a lot of weird PS2 games. A lot of weird stuff. And one of the weirdest ever to be introduced was Katamari Damacy. I agree. Yeah. That was... I mean, when it first came out, though, people were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This is this is insanity. So I, I remember buying this game, and I trucked my PlayStation 2 over to my friend's house. I was like, guys, you got to check out this game. It's a huge group of us. And I put it in, and the music starts playing, and I start rolling all this together. And I was like, what the... Is this? This is incredible. I love how, like, the thing about Katamari, Katamari Namasi that I love is the second you boot it up, it's just pure joy being blasted blasted at you immediately. Right. Yeah. There's no room to breathe. You're just like, be happy now. It's so good. And that's, an, that's another thing that I miss about this era of games. What's that? Is games being happy? There are happy games now. You just have to find them. Yes, they're not. There's like, there's not enough anymore. There's not enough happy games. There's no, there's no Billy Hatcher anymore, <laughs> which is a game that I will defend to the I die. Um, I've never even played that game or heard of it. It's so good. Billy Hatcher is great. I'm gonna. You gonna emulate it? I, I allegedly. <laughs> uh, uh, I listen to that soundtrack constantly because it's on Spotify. Yeah. And it's. That game is just, if you want to feel happy, you play Billy Hatcher. What game, What console was this on? GameCube. GameCube. Tell me about your best PlayStation 2 game. What's like the one that dragged you? What's your most memorable I have. I have a couple. My favorite PS2 game of all time is Silent Hill 2. Ooh. But I did not play that until, I would say, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm not going to count that. i say that's my favorite one of all time. But, like, my my the one that I have the best memories with is Final Fantasy X. Fuck that game. <laughs> anyway, I know you don't like it, but tell me, tell me about your. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna drag that back. I know you don't like it, but I, I'm time. going, I'm going to tell you why, and you're gonna understand. Tell me why. Tell I me like why. that Sorry. game mostly for nostalgic reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that game through that game eight times. Eight times as a, as a kid because it was one of the only PS2 games that we had. We had a bunch, but I couldn't play a couple of them because they were rated M. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Um, but that game, it's just something about, like, the Final was, Fantasy, for me... Was that your first Final Fantasy? Yes, it was. That explains it. Yes. And, I, and I'm, I'm willing to met, admit, it's a little goofy. Especially oh. nowadays, with when I'm not at nine years old. Tell me a Final Fantasy game that's not goofy. They're all goofy. They're all pretty heckin' goofy. They're all, like, Star Wars, but weirder. <laughs> It's not like Dirge of Cerberus isn't, like, the goofiest shit of all time. Oh, my God, that I, fucking game. I love that game, but it's so fucking we will stupid. Have, we will have a Final Fantasy retro comic spectrum at some point. Yes. We'll just, we'll just, you know, I'd serious. love to stream that someday, actually, if we can get it to work. Ooh, ooh we're going to have a comic club Twitch channel, and we're going to stream point, yeah. some Dirge of Cerberus. I'm, I'm working on getting that figured out, so we're going to... Big things come in the comic club, babies. Yeah, just ignore it. Anything that may says that may say we're emulating stuff because it's false. We're, we would never do that. We're angels. We're, we're Christians. We don't do that. Yeah, we're totally a good Christian household here. <laughs> anyway, something more about Final Fantasy X. So, like, Final Fantasy X, something about the tone and, like, the, the bright colors and the fact that it's in 3D and I can actually make out faces and they're not muddy. Right. I, yep. Understandable. It's like, it's a fir- it was the first fully 3D game that I ever played, honestly. Wow. I had a Nintendo 64, but that's not... I don't consider that fully 3D because, like... It was fully 3D, though. It was just... It's, it's like, jagged and... Po- it's, like... I call that polygon 3D because it's, <laughs> it's just polygons on a stick that they use as puppets, essentially. It was just... Well, yeah, it was your 64 bits versus your 128. Yeah. And, your new, yeah. and now you the know, three millions. And I, and I get that that might be 
like nitpicking for some people, but for me, I that's important to me that distinction because it's like that is that is the Nintendo sixty four to PlayStation two era is such a ginormous leap. That it was a huge leap. It absolutely was in technologically. Technologically, the fact that there was full voice acting and a guy named Oron who had one arm essentially, like in a fucking he was samurai. So one. edgy. He's he, but when you're nine years old, that's the coolest He's shit the coolest you ever. Shit ever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can understand that absolutely from that point of view. It's like that's one of my that's like for PS2 that is the game for me. That is the one where I always look back and I go, you know what? I'll always have Final Fantasy X. My one of my favorite parts about the PlayStation 2 era was just the stupid amount of fun rhythm games that were on that console. Yeah, I did I, not appreciate them until recently. I that's... had so many of them. I had Revs. I had. You know, all three Guitar Heroes. Did you I have had... the best one, Donkey Konga? I did not have Donkey Konga. Dude, bro. That was that... on PlayStation. It was... Oh, we're talking about GameCube. I'm sorry. I... That was GameCube, baby. I keep wanting to talk about GameCube because, like, that we'll, is, that we'll is my that. console. We'll get, that we'll get that. Console. We'll get there. But I mean, like, Guitaru Man. Yep. Uh, I had, like, all the weird, like, uh, my, uh, something Maestro. Yeah. I had the, I had a I bunch Dr. of really Maestro, weird ones. I believe it's called. It's maybe. It had like a mad scientist dude in the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a bunch of those really, like, really weird rhythm games. I just love the rhythm genre. and They're fun. Like It was so much fun. And once again, like, PlayStation 2 was like, oh, here's everything. Just try it all. Um, Need for Speed Underground. Yep. The Burnout, like the first. Burnout 2, Midnight, Burnout 3. Midnight Club. Midnight, I never played Midnight Club because I was such a Need for Speed and Burnout fan. I stayed away from that one. Yeah, I, I get it. It, it. It's like, there was, I remember the racing games of that era. There was definitely, like, clicks. Yep. Because I remember a good friend of mine was really in a midnight club, and he was like, it's not, it, Burnout's not as good as this. And I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> and they're just totally different car games. They are. That's what it comes down to. Like, they are. And honestly, I, I think, looking back, like, most of those car games are great. Like, there's not, I can't think of any that I remember that are bad. I mean, I don't care for Gran Turismo, but I'll never say that those are bad games. No, it's just car simulation, which just isn't my thing. I yeah. want to be able to hit a wall at 150 I like, and be fine. I like arcade racers. Right. I, I like having cartoon physics. I mean, we had Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Yeah, on 1 and 2. PlayStation 2. Uh, we had, um... Like, good lord. We had the greatest horror games of all time, Resident Evil, Resident Evil games... Right. We had Silent Hill 2, a masterpiece, a game that I would honestly, like, In if you're arguing games are art, Silent Hill 2 is up there. I would absolutely agree with that. Silent uh, Hill 2 is a scary fucking game. I would have never played it. It is, and it's it serves its metaphor extremely well to the point where it's like, th- this is a video game. Like, right. it, it's just so good. And, like, there... PlayStation 2, you know, also tried to push the boundaries that had expansion slots for more storage. You could have put a modem in one. There was of multi-tab. That was huge back then. Yeah. I mean, not that any people like really played. No one, no, games no one I knew had a multi-tab, no. but I always heard it was the coolest shit. <laughs> if you, I don't even know what games would have used four players. It was um, there was like a like an RC racing game, I believe, that had used a multi-tab. I believe that, yeah. Um, there was, I think there was like a Mario Kart Party clone. Like it's like that thing was weird because there was not a lot of supported games for it. No, I mean you also had the modem which supported like two or three games. One of them being like one of the Navy oh, Seals yeah. games. Oh yeah, I remember the modem. Yep, because you could play online for the first time. Second time. Oh, second time. You're right. Because Dreamcast did it first. Yeah, the second end. Yep. Baby. Another second. another console that gone too soon. Gone too soon, baby. But you know, let's PlayStation Two. We have really good memories of it. Really enjoyed it. But let's move on to our next one, our Nintendo GameCube here. And see, this is the one that I had. This was my console. This is your console because the PlayStation Two was my brother's. I could not play that all the time. Okay, but I had my GameCube. See, I didn't get a GameCube until I was 
probably a junior or senior in high school, and even then I barely played it. I had maybe three or four games I, for it. So why don't you take this one? I learned very early on how to game the, the GameStop uh, game re- the game return policy. Oh, yeah? How's that? So back in the day, you could return any game for any reason. Right? Not, not just used games? Yeah, no. You, like, re- I think it was, just, it was either used games or all the games. I can't remember the exact specifics. But I figured out if I spend an entire weekend, beat one game, and mm-hmm. then return it, I can play every game in the GameCube library. And I played a good chunk of them. Like, I didn't... I did the same later for um, PlayStation 2 when those games were cheap. But, like, the problem was, at that point, there were, there was mostly shit games. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, the PlayStation the 2 library one, was huge. All the good ones were expensive, and I didn't have a job at that point. So, but yeah, the GameCube, I played every GameCube big hitter. It was the first, first console I was able to play all the big exclusives. Um, except for the M-rated ones, but like I wasn't really interested in them at the time. Like I didn't care about Geist. I didn't care about Resident Evil 4 at the time. I cared about Mario. I cared about Donkey Kong Jungle Beat that I never got to play until recently. Um, you know, what a fantastic... People don't talk about the GameCube's lineup enough. It's because you have to agree here that Nintendo kind of skipped how successful they were with each console release. Here's a, the the GameCube was going up against the Xbox, and that was the issue. This is why no one really played and the, the PlayStation Two. Yes, the most successful console of all time. No, nobody was looking at the GameCube. But if you look at the games the GameCube has, it's insane. I mean, they're very good games. I mean, you had the Rogue Squadron, which is still really well-loved on there. Kirby Air Ride, a game that's the one of the funnest arc- pure art racing games of all time. I, I should try that. You should. Um, obviously, the dumpster fire that is Smash Melee. Yes, I said it. I love Melee, though. I love it. It's it's stupid, broken, and, and kind of janky, but nothing will ever replace the thousand hours I put into Melee. Right. I mean, Melee is also the most... It's the most popular Smash game. I think Ultimate is now. I would say Ultimate. See, is. I you don't watch you don't watch enough Smash streamers. Uh, no, I actually do watch quite a few of them. And they all say the ones that I watch all say the same thing, which is like, but it's not Melee. Ugh, Melee is dead and, and gone. I don't necessarily agree with that. I love Smash Ultimate. I think it's a really good platform fighter. Um. But the fact that matter is, Melee is on another level. Melee is considered the purest of the Smash. Yeah. And the competitive... Which is funny because it's a broken game. Like, it's just... The the only reason Melee is so widely loved is because of glitches and weird bugs. Right. Like, and you know what? If that's... Hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Like, I'm not going to take it away from you. It's... At the end of the day, we're still talking about Super Smash Bros. Melee. A game that has so much shit in it. Like, that game is packed with stuff you can do. Yeah. I mean, all, all Smash games are. I, I, like, sometimes I'll go back and I'll just, like, try to collect all the trophies. Because I think it's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the GameCube had a much smaller library, but it was a more refined library, you could almost argue. Yeah. And it... They had hitters. That's what they, that's what they <laughs> sold the GameCube on. It's like, we have good games. We've got those first party games. I mean, obviously, Wind Waker. Wind Waker, one of the greatest games of all time. Nah, that's stepping a whole lot I, there. I, I have very firm opinions about Nintendo. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. If you're going to do a greatest of all time list, Nintendo's probably going to be half that list. 
think you could say that easily for a lot of ga- uh, gamers. You could probably throw, you'll probably have at least two or three Nintendo games on there. Uh, for me, it's more, but that's just me. Right. Like, that's just me. Everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the GameCube had hitters, and like... But they had such a weird system, like, okay, memory card's fine, but the mini discs. That was... I don't... They had some weird design philosophies for that I don't, system. I don't... I will not defend <laughs> the design of the system itself, because it has a weird handle on the back, and right. I never like, use that. I just want to say that. Like, is that the Switch precursor? Like, they said you could bring this thing anywhere? Yeah, you could bring it anywhere, so you gotta... <laughs> I'll never forget the episode, uh, like, a issue of Nintendo Power had a picture of an editor using his his Nintendo GameCube as a lunchbox. What was in there? Uh, a banana, if I remember correctly, an orange, and I think, like, a snack cake of some sort. How? I don't know. Tuck it in I the handle? I, I think he hollowed out, like, a broken GameCube. Oh, like, uh, okay. Okay, I can believe that, then. It's just a funny image that I have in my head, and it's great. Um... It, the game. I just I love this system so much. I I think I, for me, this is a top. This is my number one game system, honestly. Like, wow, that's saying something. Yeah, and I and that's this is the, someone who loves the Game Boy Advance. This is someone who who really loves the Switch. Like it's just nothing will ever beat the GameCube for me. See, nostalgia is a really strong factor because I think I would almost say that PlayStation Two is number one for me because that was like my yeah, console. Yeah, you had it. Like I that. had it, but before that, I also had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, I was raised on a Super Nintendo for the yeah, most no. part, and then I got a then I got an N sixty four, and then I got a PlayStation but, Two. Like, the hype Super Nintendo is great. I love Super Nintendo. The hype when you get a PS two. Oh, so it's so much higher. Oh my God, Dance Dance Revolution! We used to have Dance Dance Revolution parties at my house all the time yeah. in high school. I remember my brother had the pad. I it thought was that so was good. the coolest thing. Oh, we had the pads. It was, we were really hardcore in that for a while. <laughs> that was good times. I was, I was in shape back then. Uh, but let's move on to our next console here. The last one that just turned 20 this year. Uh, the Game Boy Advance. Oh, man, this system is another system that, like, whew, this is a top one for me. You can almost say that the Game Boy Advance almost revolutionized handheld games. Yeah, pretty much. It's a mini Super Nintendo you could bring with you. Basically, that's, that's what exactly it is. Was. Like, okay, Game Gear is cool and all, but that thing was huge. Yeah, you couldn't look, tug, tug it around. You it just... took like what six AA batteries, something ridiculous like that, if I remember correctly. Maybe eight. It, it was, was ridiculous. It was eight, and then like you had to plug it into a wall, I believe, if you wanted to like just play forever. Right. It was a system. It was a situation. I believe it's so powerful, like, finding a working one now has been possible because the screen burnt, burnt down on so many of them. Oh, I'm sure you could find working ones. Yeah, you could. That. Just, like, you could You can't, like, power through games on it anymore because, like, the, the screen will break on you. <laughs> That's fun. Hey, emulation exists for a reason. Exactly. Hey. But, yeah, I mean, this is the next logical step from the Game Boy Color. When the Game Boy Color was great, it was, like, that was, like, a slight upgrade from the game, original Game Boy. But then you got the Game Boy Advance. It's like, oh, Damn. You got some hitters here. Yeah. This was some good stuff. I got um, the Mario and Luigi games. Minish Cap. That's a fun Zelda game made by Capcom. Can you believe it? Capcom made a Zelda game. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Minish Cap was made by Capcom. I did not know that. Uh, so many good games, man. Like, the Nintendo handhelds, they just hit different. They do. They just Nintendo DS. That's why no one, one else could really get into the handheld market because Nintendo had such a lot. Because they do it so well. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it's like I could like the PSP is great. We'll never knock the PSP or the PS Vita, but I'm like, what I would rather play Game Boy Advance over PSP any day. They tried. Sony tried really hard. Yeah, 
and they they couldn't do it. They couldn't pull it off. A game that uses eight bit graphics, like like sixteen bit graphics, in the mid two thousands was king. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Totally crazy. And I mean, I think my first Game Boy Advance was actually an SP, which came out a couple years after See. the fact, and that. I can't think of a better upgrade to a handheld ever than that. I got the, I had the original, the, the purple one. The purple one? The purple one. Do you have a light have for back, it? I didn't have the backlight. No. So I couldn't play in the dark unless I had like a light. Did you have one of the flippy lights for it? Yes, I did. Nice. And I played, I I got that and then I got an SP later, later on in life. And SP was just a game changer. It was. As soon as I got it, I was like, this, there's, gaming is just. Screen's protected when it's not on. I've got a backlight on it. Like yeah, the game's so clear. The sound sounds amazing. Game over. It was game over. I could plug headphones into it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your Game Boy Advance game of choice? Like, what was the one that you resonated I, with I, the most? I was thinking about this a lot, and it was the Wario Land games. Interesting. For me, those, the I think it was Wario Land 4 is the one that I played the most. Huh. That game, to me, is peak Game Boy Advance. I remember I played it at a pool party, at a, like a Fourth of July pool party that we had, that my dad had, and I was like, I was I was young and there was no kids my age, like I didn't have anything to do. My dad and my stepmom weren't going to not take me because I, I wasn't old enough to stay right. by myself, so that I took my Game Boy Advance and I played Wario Land Four all day. Awesome! And it, was, it was the best. I beat the game. <laughs> well, if it's platforming, of course, if you got that much time, yeah. then I beat the game. I got all the the diamonds. It was awesome. That's incredible. Like, it's one of my favorite memories. I remember Birth by Sleep, um, or Chain of Memories, sorry. Birth by Sleep is a PSP game. Chain of Memories is one that I've always wanted, but oh never my got. God. Don't, don't. Just play it on the remix. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's not good on the advance. I bet it's not. <laughs> it's so bad. I know Rechain on PS2 is supposedly better. Oh, yeah. That, that was good for what it was. Yeah. Which was, you know, like, a KH1 version of Chain of Memories. It's the same... Yeah, but it's, that's Graphic awesome. Engine. It's cool that they did it. Yeah, the card system's still garbage. I, we, we will do a retro comics back to Von Kingdom Hearts, and I'll just I, I'll I, really I do, dive I into do it. love card system, so I can't I can't I can't. Have you, you haven't played it though? I haven't played it. Okay, well but trust like, me. My 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 love for cards is just too yeah. much. Sometimes. This game does it differently. It's uh, it's really bad. So for me, I think I'm really struggling here between either the WarriorWare micro games. I had that too. That the was... first one, or. Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. Ooh. Because those were... Tactics Advanced. Because I can remember... I used to work at an arcade up in Guilford. Not not the big one. The smaller one in the weirds. <laughs> and uh, I had some friends there. And some people that I've never met before and started working with. And they're like, oh, hey, we love video games. Yeah, me too. And we would, like, play WarriorWare together. Like, hand That's the, awesome. Hand the kind of thing back and forth and just go through the mini games. Just have a ton of fun with it. I remember the first time... Like speaking of the multiplayer experience, I remember the first time I ever played Pokemon with somebody through oh, yeah? that system, and it was the coolest goddamn thing in the world. Kids have it so easy these days. They do. They don't realize how how much the little stuff matters when you're a kid. Oh man, it, it's right. You mean you play like, Final Fantasy Ten eight times because that's what you had, and yes. that's what we did. We didn't have adult money. We had four games, and we just kept playing those games. I had whatever game my step my stepbrother bought. Right. Like, that was, and half of them I couldn't play. Um. Until later on in life, where he went to college, and then I just decided everything's I, mine. Everything's mine. Gonna play all these games now. All right. And I did, and then I learned that he had trash tasting games sometimes. Thanks. Just kidding. No, Ben. Ben, if you're listening, you don't have trash tasting <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Uh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> 
But I also had kind of the same kind of experience with your Warrior Land that I did with Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I was on vacation with my family at some beach resort, and I was sitting there on the beach playing Tactics Advance for like four hours on the beach, on an island, <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> and it was great. I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, you know, it, like... But without just, that backlight, that wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> That SP was a game changer. The SP was so good. Like, it, it what an incredible system that no one... I don't... I feel like it just does not get the love it deserves. The GBA? Yeah, I feel like no one talks about it enough. It should be all we ever talk about. <laughs> Remember the Game Boy Advance? Yeah, that's what we should be talking about all the time? All the time. We should be like, hey, the Game Boy Advance was fucking sick. It was sick, and we're talking about it right now. Exactly. It was the only... There's a fan-translated Mother 3, and guess where it's on? Game Boy Advance. Oh, I was going to say uh, emulation? Yeah. Well, you could do that, but like, it's not translated. I mean, the Game Boy Advance sold roughly 81 million units. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Like, most, most consoles don't even do that anymore. Uh, oh, well, uh, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, true. I mean, Xbox maybe. Most but... games don't do that. No. No, 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 no. No games do that. <laughs> so maybe GTA 5 for some reason. No, that's weird. Well, who's ready for GTA 5 and PlayStation 5? Woo! Yeah, nobody cares at this point. Who's ready for the trilogy remaster release, though? I am, actually. That's actually kind of cool. Actually, I, like, I, I saw that, and I was like, you know what? Like, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I mean, obviously, PlayStation 2 era brought through the modern GTA. Yeah, that's what birthed that, that series. Like, no... I played San Andreas probably when I was too young to play it at my dad's house. Secretly. No one knew I was playing it, but he was playing it. They knew. They probably knew. They knew. They were probably like, I I don't even care enough. I think every kid goes out there and play a mature game much sooner than they should. Yeah. I mean, I watched watched my my girlfriend's uh, daughter play GTA 5 at like 12, 11, you know? I feel like as long as you're supervising them and like telling them that like, hey, what you're seeing in the game... Not okay. Right. But, I mean, like, that's what we're talking about with these with these consoles and that generation. Like, there were was, there was so many game-changing uh, genres that were kind of released and explored and just new yeah. stuff that happened because you had more graphical quality. You had more data to be able to work with and more memory to be able to work with. And you got these new experiences you couldn't have before because the consoles just yeah. couldn't handle them. Yeah. And so, GameCube, are you saying that Wind Waker is your number one GameCube game? Wind Waker, I would I would say it's one of the greatest games of all time, but I would not say it's my number one GameCube game. Okay, so which one is then? I would honestly like factoring in my childhood and all that. I would say Luigi's Mansion. Okay, okay. I think that is a game that I played several times mm-hmm. as a child. I beat it one night when I first got it. Okay, that was the greatest experience of my life because <laughs> it was like Christmas Eve and I didn't have to go to school the next day, and my parents best time. Didn't really know I was up, but I was playing Luigi's Mansion, and I beat times. it. It was awesome. Did you regret it? Did you regret no! Oh, because you had two other games to play. That's right, you got three yeah, games. I had three games. You had all sorts of time. Yeah. <laughs> the third game was Billy Hatcher, I just remembered. Okay. Yes. Uh, that was a lot, actually, what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I do love that game a lot. Um, that That's, like, number two. Can you describe Billy Hatcher? Because I know I don't know anything about it, and I'm oh sure boy. there's plenty of viewers who I don't, don't know anything no, about it. It's, it's So it's a 3D platform. Okay. But the idea is you push around an egg that you have to, like... It's basically... You is are, Billy a weasel? No, he's a he's a rooster guy. 
Okay. So it's weird. It's a se- it's a Sega game, kind of like in the like uh, I think the same team that made Jet Set Radio made it. Okay. I think so. I might be wrong on that, but like it looks similar. Um, the idea is you push around an egg and you make it grow, and that'll like give you a power up. Right. Or or like a companion who will give you like powers. Like you can you use this guy and you can order him around to like like put out fires and stuff. It's a good game. It's fun. Um, it, it has the best soundtrack of all time, in my opinion. All right. All right. I'll check this out. I'll check out the soundtrack. See how it is. It is Japanese as hell. <laughs> hey, that's... that's and it's jam. Sega as hell. Sega soundtracks are way different because they're like... We're making a game where a, 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 a child is cosplaying a rooster. What do we do? Let's make it happy as shit and also kind of sound like a barnyard. Okay, that's fair. I yeah. mean, that's the way you go with it, of course. Yeah. Like, it's such a good game. And more, I know people trash it, but, like, man, I think they just can't look past... I think your nostalgia is really holding you there. No, it's so good, though. <laughs> it's, so, it's still good. I've played it recently, allegedly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. It's good. I like that game. Good, good. You can get an egg, and it hatches in a song that job. Gotta have that crossover. Yeah. So it's definitely a second game, then. Yeah. There's in the Samba de Amigo monkey is there too. Mm. It's awesome. People, more people should play it. Maybe yes. whenever they re-release it. Yeah, <laughs> Sega. <laughs> or make another one. Oh god, that'll never happen. Yes, you made Balin Wonderworld. You can make another bad decision. <laughs> no. Wait, no, that was Square Enix. Yeah, that game. That game looks like a Sega game. That's why. <laughs> Balin Wonderworld. Is that a pretty well received game? No? Oh, no. Oh, I thought... People hated that game, dude. Oh, I was like those two podcasts, and they loved it. Well, they're high. <laughs> Maybe they just like whimsy. Yeah. No? Let's see. For me, I, like, barely played GameCube. This is part of the problem. I, I, I know I played... Pokemon Coliseum, you ever play that one? I mean, I watched it get played. That game's awesome. Like, I, I played Sunshine all the way through. It was, yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. That's not a good enough reaction for no, me. Sorry. I mean, I, I played... At that point, I had already played um, Super Mario 64 a thousand times. I just adored that game. That game's amazing. DS version is also great. Um, but Sunshine just didn't really grab me. It was fine. I didn't really, like... I played through it, and it was, I was like, I didn't try to get all 120 stars or whatever the max stars, but I just, it didn't grab me as much as Super Mario 64 did or Galaxy after that. Yeah, so I have such good memories with Sunshine. Um, I didn't get to play Galaxy when it came out because I didn't have a Wii. Right. Um, what, what else did I play? I had GameCube games. I just don't think I ever actually played any of them. <laughs> wow. So rude. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me one cool thing in gaming you did this week, Hunter. I played Metroid Prime. <laughs> A whole lot. You're experiencing some emulations, joining through some new games. Besides Metroid Prime, besides I Billy played, Hatcher. I played more Kingdom Hearts. That game was great. Yeah, how was Kingdom Hearts 3 going I am you? taking my time with it, because I realized uh, I was getting sad when I was playing it, because I was like, this game is so good, but it also makes me want to cry sometimes. Oh, man, that... There there are actual, like, emotional moments in that game where I'm like, oh, this is, like, making me sad. Yeah. You always get that question, like, if you could play a game for the first time again, what would it be? I could easily list Kingdom Hearts 3 on that list. Yeah. Because it was such a payoff game for me. I know it wasn't... I play honestly all those Kingdom Hearts games. If I could play for the first time. Oh my god! If I could play Kingdom Hearts two for the first time again, uh, sign yes. me the fuck up. Yes, please. <laughs> like that was the greatest time of my life. Oh god! Like game. spring, spring semester, college, like that was my jam when that came out. I remember out. 
first seeing the Lion King world and be like, holy shit, look at what they're doing with this awesome franchise. Lion King world, that was Birth by Sleep. No, that was in King Wars 2. There's a, there's a Lion King world in King Wars 2. There is. Oh. Yes, there is. You're, you, you, I'm thinking the wrong thing. I'm thinking the wrong you're thing. You're thinking the wrong right. thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liar. Deceiver. You want to like to start speedrunning that game and you, oh, just, you, really? you skip that fucking world. Yeah, I would <laughs> But that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the Mulan world, that was the shit. Mulan world's cool. Tron world was the shit, too. Yeah, that was really good. And Modern Chrome Dungeon, one of my favorite. Like levels of all time. Like, oh uh, man, King Hearts is so good. So good. Oh, King Hearts. King Hearts is so good. So, that's cool with the emulations. I think I'm, I started like watching King Hearts stuff again. Like, I watched the Birth by Sleep uh, level one crit re, uh, speed through, speed run. And I started watching, like, one of my speedrunners that I like to really watch came back and he started running again. And I was like, man, I want to break in the King Hearts speedrun again because I actually really enjoyed that. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't enjoy that, like, kind of playing, like, just grinding your nose against the same but, thing over and over and over again. I do because I'm a sick bastard. Because it's Kingdom Hearts. And it's Kingdom Hearts, and I love Kingdom Hearts. I love the gameplay. So, I'm like, man, I should really break back in the Kingdom Hearts speedrunning. fight the Heartless. And the Nobodies. And, and the, the Unverse. Yeah. And yourself. <laughs> and Ventus and Vanitas. And it makes sense, I promise. But, yeah, that's... Find Terra, Roxas, um, or Aqua. Okay, okay. <laughs> In World of Warcraft, we uh, I joined a group and we got our, our oh boy KT down Here on Sing of Domini- uh, Domination. You gotta get your fix, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. baby. I am That's... nine out of ten rogue. I am this close to ahead of the curve, and then I can just stop playing the fucking game. <laughs> I have problems. I'm like, <laughs> I grind and I grind and grind, and I get the thing, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and like FF14 is right there waiting for me. Yeah. And Walker's around the corner. It's a better game. <laughs> my friends on my last side. He's like, "Hey, hey, we know that. Come play a good MMO." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, shots fired." It is a good MMO. <laughs> yeah, FF14 is fantastic. But to say WoW is not good, that's a, absurd. That's a, it's become a meme at this point. Yeah, it pretty much is very meme. True, but a little memey. All right, so let's wrap this up. Hunter, where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter. At Comic Club Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Comic Club Podcast. You can find us on Instagram now. That's right, baby. We're on the gram. That is Comic Club Podcast on the gram. Um, we'll put, we're posting a whole bunch of shit there. I'm posting a lot of screenshots of what I've been playing. I'm posting videos. Good.